Hello to everyone out there in Skateland. You're listening to another episode of Skate Talk, where hero skaters talk hero skate. I'm Screaming Truth, owner and operator of HeroScapers.com, and joining me on today's cast are HeroScapers David and Katrina Weisinger, known on the HeroScape forums as Weisinger and Little Weiss. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Hey Colby, how are you? Good. David and Kat are married with children and both are avid HeroScapers. They pose frequently on the forums and they attend one of the largest gatherings of HeroScape in the world in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. So David, you are the envy of most all of the male gamer geek population. She's cute, she's Asian, and she can game with the best of them. Any secrets to your success you care to share with the uh, Bachelor HeroScapers out there? I don't know, man. If I were to figure it out, I'd probably bottle it up and sell it. She's a catch worth keeping, that's for sure. My world revolves around her. I don't know why I got so lucky as her to say yes when I asked her to start dating and get married. So how did you guys meet? We were um, both working at MCI several years ago. Instantly felt an attraction to her, and when she left the company, we kept our friendship and started dating. One thing led to another. Now we're married, couple kids, and hero escape every chance we get. So what interest did you guys share right off the bat? Actually, it was a game. It was a really simple and silly game. It was, um, what is that called? It's, it's little dots, and you collect li- uh, lines with it, and then you mark it with your initial when you form a square. What is, is, is that called, connected Not dots? Sure. Or? Anyways, it's a little kid's game that we used to play during the downtimes in the company. And we just kind of connected right off the bat with that, staying late nights, going to Denny's after our shift at 2 o'clock, the worst shift of all possible, and just going there to unwind and having breakfast. It was just really nice. It's a very sweet guy. Very good. So, Kat, the quote-unquote gamer chick is a rare find. How did you get into that whole scene? I was manipulated and tortured as a young child um, by my two older brothers who took care of me. And they would play games all day on the computers as well as the board games. And if I wanted to have anybody play with me at all, I would have to learn fast. So, but it wasn't too bad because I actually enjoyed it. So you started off as a video gamer? Yes, yes I did. My brothers actually would pass down their old computer equipment and um, throw it into my room and give me some simple commands on how to start it and if I want to get any deeper or more advanced then I'd have to figure out myself. So how did that evolve into uh, board gaming? I think we've always been into board gaming of various types but I think it's just a blend of the HeroScape blend of fantasy, make-believe and the endless possibilities that you can create is, is just sort of a combination attraction of everything that I like and I enjoy. So do you still do video games or have you kind of weaned off of those? I still do. Right now I'm playing Titan Quest and there's that old favorite Diablo 2 that we can't seem to shake out. So you're a big uh, fantasy gamer fan then? Yes. Now you're both avid HeroScape players but from what I hear one of you tends to best the other more times than not. Either of you uh, care to elaborate on that? She beats me probably nine out of ten times and that's that tenth time is when she's feeling sorry for me so uh cat are your superior skills uh, you think those are in drafting or playing or or both um i think it's just the the whole intimidation factor you know when 
for some reason, he loses to me more than anybody else. And I don't know if that's because he knows that at the end of the night, he still has to face me. So he's kind of throwing in the towel without letting me know. Now, I've played you, and I know those aren't pity victories. <laughs> I, I can tell from experience uh, that, that you can handle your own. Well, thank you very much. Yes, that, that particular event that we had at Gen Con, the seven-minute duel, uh, with you that was uh, quite a shock to me as well it, it was it was a shock to my system yes uh, <laughs> I, I was totally unprepared for that okay moving on but this is not about me uh, do, you, do you do you draft armies uh, when you're playing or do you have working armies that you're developing for tourney play or or that you just like to go back to or how, how does that work with you guys it's really it's really a blend sometimes we'll play a um, off-the-cuff kind of quest-oriented game, whether it's capture the flag or you know capture a a glyph. Then there's other days that okay, let's play. We're playing 500 porn armies, and we scramble. Somebody will grab our cards and pick out an army. Then the other one will pick out their army, trying to figure out what cards they grabbed. And then we've drafted a couple times, and that's something that I have some interest in pursuing and looking into. But we really don't draft on a consistent basis or counter draft. We just grab and run. So when you guys play, do you really mix up what you're playing with? Or do you find yourself going back to like that airborne elite army? Or <laughs> or do you guys tend to mix it up more when you guys are just playing each other? It, it really depends. I, I It's so hard for me not to pick up that the airborne elite, for example, what you're talking about. And I also have a, a desire for the um, Omicron for some reason. I s- tend to grab those two both. A I, lot. I know Kat's a big fan of the uh, Minutemen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she's legendary with the Minutemen. I, I've, suffered, the I've suffered that humiliation. Yes, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've suffered that humiliation. Wasn't, as well. there, wasn't there a bet once uh, involving the Minutemen and the Dallas-Fort Dallas Worth crew? Yes, Mark Worst decided to play against me, and there was quite the wager that whoever lost would have to make a couple of runs around the living room. Um, showing some skivvies. But Mark Wars did not own up to his side of the bargain. Oh, no good. Imagine that. So if <laughs> no you're out there, Mark Wars, I'm broadcasting. You're reneged. Shame. But that's all right. Okay, David, let's talk about the last tournament you played in. It was in Dallas-Fort Worth, one of the, which is one of the largest concentration of heroescapers on the planet, and you walked away from it the victor. I'm very lucky at that. Yes, Not I, only that, but you won with an army that no one would have expected to pull it off. Yes, uh, sir. Tell us a little bit about that. What what the army consist of? Well, I had a pair of Zeterans, and I had Omicron snipers, and um, I had several rats. I can't remember who my last unit was. Oh, the Airborne Elite, I'm sorry. The last minute change, I was going to go with a Dead-Eye Dan and an extra set of rats, and I decided to pull that 70 out and use the Zeterans, which don't get a lot of respect from the boards. They don't get a lot of respect, yeah, especially in tournament play. Right. Uh, but and you I, were able to win with them. Yeah, I just, looking at throwing in Dead Eye Dan for an extra 30 points to fill in the 400-point game and the extra set of rats, which I really didn't think I would need, I just decided to combine those two and go with a, a strong, defendable set of units. It really was a no-brainer if you look at the defense dice that they have and the combined attack throwing up to seven dice at someone if you're on elevation between two units and two units that are very very difficult to kill it was a pretty easy 
choice for me. Okay, and so so why did that army work? What how do you how do you make that army work? What's the strategy there? And the strategy is just what I saw was a lot of people focused on the airborne elite, and what I did was I tried to not use them as much as I usually would, and focusing rather on getting my rats to lock up other units and using their scatter to keep them locked up, while at the same time just picking them off with the Zeterans and the Omicron. I think a lot of people underestimate the Omicron with the single default attack die of one, but when you get elevation, you're throwing up to four skulls at somebody. It's pretty pretty devastating. Kat, how did you do in that tourney? I think I fared middle. I came in fifth place or sixth place. Not bad. There was, what, 40 contenders? 38. Okay, so you both have a decent amount of competitive play, and uh, you even seem to be fairly competitive in playing each other. When building an army for competitive play, uh, what are some of the factors you look for? For me, I usually build an army... um, based on the kind of theme that I want um, as well as well-roundedness and go with that basic concept and pull units that would complete that idea. David, what do you look for in a tourney war of the army? I typically try to look for a, a high attack level. You can't kill units without throwing enough skulls out there and trying to protect those attack units as much as possible, whether it's using something like the rats to tie up your opponent from a distance and be able to knock them out or tying units up with your fodder units so that you can bring in your killers if you're using samurai or something like that. But I I tend to focus on enhancing the attack as much as possible and either bringing the attack to the opponent or keeping the opponent away from my attacking units if I'm using a range-focused unit. And from what I see in my tournament play is there's really two kinds of of armies that, that work in tournament play. One is something that is incredibly well-balanced and can handle whatever is thrown at it, and the other is a niche army, something that like I would call the Minutemen a niche army. It's all about number of attacks. You're just putting bunches and bunches and bunches of attacks on an opponent, and they can't hold up. Or I like to play the Orc Archer army, which its niche is bonding. You're just moving everything. You don't, you don't ever lose markers because you can put them all in the arrow gruts and move anything that you've got that, with that whole beast bonding army. You guys prefer the niche or you prefer the balancer? I personally, I, I do like trying to find niche armies. It seems lately I've been trying to focus on a single unit, like the Zeterans, for example, which was a last-minute throw-in but ended up you know, really holding a, a key part of my army. And lately I've been playing with Taylord, for example, and trying to build my army around the effectiveness there. So I, while it... I, I don't tend to go real focused. I like to base my army on a theme, which I guess would be considered a niche theme. So you yeah. like to, it seems It seems to me that you like to find units that don't get a lot of play and find their niche and build armies around them. Exactly. Uh, and use them, which is which in tournament play is, is a very good strategy because, because players are building their armies around units they're used to facing. You know, everybody builds their armies with the Krav Maga in mind. Everybody builds their armies with Q9 in mind. Not exactly. everybody builds their armies thinking about Taylord or the Zedian guards. Yeah, and it's it's a it can be effective, but it's also very dangerous because if because you there's a reason why not why not too many reason, people use yep. them. Exactly. Like I, I played with Dunn for a little while, and he's gathering dust now because I just couldn't get couldn't him make to him work. work. But um, I, I love the Arnu- the I can't even say Arnubian archers. I love them, but I, 
and I pull them out all the time, but I can't get Frenzy to work consistently. Okay, let's talk about Wave 6. David, I've seen search parties for missing children that are less organized than your hunt for Wave 6. <laughs> what is it with the gotta-have-it-first mania that strikes so many scapers? You know, I, I, for me, um, as Katrina likes to pick, and I've gotten several um, PMs about it, that um, my OCD tends to run amok when I'm focusing on HeroScape. I, I just crave those new units even you know not knowing what the stats are to finding out the stats but i want them in my hand i want to get them get some play time in with them and i, I just i'm ready to go and i we we're fortunate to live in an area that's very oversaturated with um the walmarts the targets the toys r us i just within a 10 mile radius i could probably hit 20 merchandisers who sell HeroScape within a you know, two hour period of time. And I, I just enjoy, I enjoy the hunt. I enjoy the quest. I enjoy walking up to the HeroScape section and seeing boosters there. And, Oh, is it there? Is it there? Is it there? And then dig and see if anybody there. hit him to come back and get him. Of course. I think and then it's I a, gotta dig. I think it's a primal urge that comes forth in us to hunt and kill our prey. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's our prey has turned from deers to uh, small plastic figurines, but uh, it's all the same instincts. Yes, it's it's a hunting hunting and gathering instinct. So, it is a yes. special thing when you've got the new characters in your hand and you can post them up on the boards in a yeah, bragging sort of way, and you get all the envy, I hate you messages yes. back. Yes, it's it, but it feels so good. It feels <laughs> so good to have them in your hand. All right. Kat, how is your obsession in comparison to his with finding these new units? Do you let him do it all? or, or Well... He he tends to actually enjoy going out there and doing the legwork and the hunt, and um, I prefer to take a more calmer role of just kind of sitting at home, waiting for him to bring it in, and and you know, enjoy while the spoils. Well, yes, exactly. You know, why expend the energy when he's having so much fun doing it? I don't want to spoil that for him. In the meantime, I can use my time wisely on, you know, how better to incorporate these new figures into my army. And so kick his I butt can... as soon as he brings them home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what units do you like from Wave 6? What's, what's your favorite new sculpt? What's your favorite new ability? I'm really looking forward to the new Kyrie common. Um, the, I can't even... I'm horrible at pronouncing I, I call it Enar. All these Enor. names, we're gonna, we have a whole new dimension here with the uh, podcast and trying to pronounce these names. Yes, you're not kidding. But I, I'm really, really looking forward to that six attack dice per turn. That just blows me away. Kishami is her name. Yeah, the, I, the Morrow Witch. Yes, I'm very excited to see her. But the Enor Imperium, I think they're going to be a staple for a lot of armies, especially tournament play armies. And I'm, the I, the zombies, I don't know. They're kind of they're scary, but I'm not as excited about them as some of the other posters are. And Kat, what what are you looking forward to in the new wave? Um, I'd have to say the samurai. Um, the fact that the you have a new unit samurai that's range as well as um, counter strike it de definitely appeals to me. Um, one thing that I really like about the samurais is their ability to counter strike. Um, of course, however, the fact that they are melee only sort of puts a hamper when you're in a big map scenario. So it'll be interesting to incorporate that into an army. You seem to enjoy building your army around themes. Um, yes. I'm the, I'm the same way. So yes, this does really provide a way to build a samurai-themed army. Okay, moving on. 
This is the part of the cast where I ask the question, what's on your mind? You know, the whole reason we got HeroScape was we have two relatively young children. We have a son who's almost four and a daughter who's six. And both Katrina and I, one of the other great things about Katrina other than gaming and a very attractive woman is that she's very family-oriented. And um, since we've had our children, she's just, she shines as a mother, not only as a wife and a gamer, but as a mother. And we're constantly looking for things that will appeal to not only myself and her, but to our children that we can interact with on a family level, something other than watching a movie or playing on the computer. And HeroScape, um, Riken is a real good friend of mine outside of HeroScape. He, he introduced me to the game and it just is such an ideal fit, not only for the, the defined game age group of eight plus, but also for, you know, my young children to build maps to never seen Q9 fly, but he, he has the ability to fly when my son's playing them and my daughter just learning, she's learning the, she's got the basic down game down and looking at moving to the advanced game. And it's, it's challenging, it's instructional, it allows your imagination to fly, and the whole family interacts together, and something that I, I believe will be a meaningful and lifelong memory for our children. So that's, that's the pull for me from HeroScape is, and what I think about when I think about it is just the family. Kat, do you have anything to add to that? Well, um, I think just basically any game or any activity that allows a parent to interact with their child um, on a continual basis, such as a board game or a cards game or anything like that where you're talking, you're moving, you're interacting, creates a bond that you can't really get from, you know, family movie night sitting in front of the TV, but nobody's talking, nobody's looking at each other. So I think that in itself is special and magical. Um, and of course, as David has alluded, that you know we get different perspectives when our children are playing with us because their imagination and creativity is limitless, and you're able to see certain aspects of a character or a figure that you know otherwise we would block out and think that's not possible. Um, and it really creates a new angle at playing it. It makes it more fun. HeroScape is also something that's going to entertain your kid's mind, give them, get them thinking, get them strategizing, get the brain working, not just be mindless, it's such as, you know, maybe a, a TV show, you know, might be in comparison. Okay, finally, we like to end the cast with favorite HeroScape moments and memories. So let's start with uh, Katrina. You have a favorite HeroScape moment or memory you care to share with us? I do. Uh, there are so many, but since we are talking about kids, um, one of them pops into my mind instantly, and that would be the time that I am playing with my three-year-old son. He has uh, four units of the uh, Airborne Elite out on the map. He, it's his turn. He takes a shot at me and misses. So during his second attack, he utilizes his second Airborne Elite to attack the first one in which I try to educate him that, you know, honey, you don't have to do that. That's your own unit. You're trying to attack mommy. And he turns around quite defiantly and says, yes, but I'm going to kill him because he failed. And then he proceeded to basically win the game after that. So I don't know if that was beginner's luck, you know, or, or what, but it worked for him by cutting out the weakest link. <laughs> so that didn't throw up any uh, dictatorship type flags for you? 
Well, we kind of had to watch him carefully and monitor him for, you know, the next couple of days. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, he did all right. So, so David, do you have a favorite Heroescape moment or memory? There's a bunch of memories that are great, um, both private one-on-one games with me and Little Weiss and tournaments and plays with other people. Since Hanorama went ahead and stole my greatest moment when IMAX was giving the game creator tips on how to play the game, I, um, my second greatest moments probably that night, we, um, a bunch of us at Gen Con went to a, a bar called the Ram and we set up a, a map to play and the map ended up being a seven, a seven player game which is the largest game I've ever been in. It stretched across several tables and spent several hours playing a couple games of one side against the other and tweaking the process out. And that was just such an incredible experience being, you know, several hundred miles away from home, uh, seeing people both from home and meeting new people and playing a game and everybody getting along and having that common bond. It was an amazing experience. Very good. So thanks for being on the cast, guys. Peace, love, and Heroescape. Always. <laughs> Always. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. On our next episode, the man, the myth, the legend, the man we dubbed the godfather of all Escapeton, the one they call Hero. Don't miss out. I was struggling the whole time because I told Han that I would throw some Easter eggs in for him, and I couldn't get anything in. <laughs> oh, he, he said he mentioned uh, that you would be throwing Easter eggs, and I think yeah, you were disappointed. I, tr- I couldn't. I know. I, I feel bad. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of something. I was. Gonna, I knew I was going to throw in butt face at some point, and I could not get it in uh, anywhere. Butt face ale. Yeah, for butt face ale, and then I was going to try to get nipple and ring in, but I couldn't think of a way to get them in. <laughs> I was going to do something like Funyuns on the chest or something like that, but uh, I couldn't couldn't figure out how to get it in he can't seem to get over the nipple ring those have been something that have been pretty much under wraps for eight out of the ten years that i've had them and so i started playing heroescape and now all of a sudden they're not under wraps anymore. (laughs) (laughs) they're posted all over the internet yeah yeah there there's pictures of you yes uh, with your shirt off and Mm -hmm. nipple rings having weird things done to them all over the internet yes Yes, I. Yeah, did, I did you think about that as the end result when you got these nipple rings? God no. <laughs> you know, we were. I was at work and I had a vendor um, there doing a proof of concept on a software product, and they decided to look me up one day on the internet to see if they can find for for me. And, <laughs> and I know where this pro- is going. Yes, it's, it's going right there too. And I mean, there's two references. There's one David, Doctor David Weisinger out of Arizona. And the only other reference they could find of me was related to Heroescape and my title of Nipple Ring. And, <laughs> and they, found, they found a couple of the pictures. So, so you never dreamed that you would be posing on the internet with a large redheaded man uh, yes. licking your nipples? <laughs> yes, attempting to lick my nipples. <laughs> definitely tweaking them. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, this may or may not make the podcast. I don't know how yes. family, <laughs> family friendly it is. Yes. <laughs>